Hello, hello, and welcome back to Under Further Review. We are in part two of our passion series. We are so excited to bring this series to you. We were so excited. We said, you know what? We're going to take a little break from this relationship series. We're going to get back in to the passion series. We loved episode one so, so much. So we're bringing episode two for you here today. We have another fantastic young woman on the podcast who's going to be talking about her passion. So excited to bring that all to you. But before we get there, make sure that you're following us on social media. All right. Follow us on Instagram at UFR underscore Boise. Follow us on Twitter at under further rev. It's like under further review, but just without the IEW because there's a character limit on Twitter. You've heard me say it a million times, but if you're not following, you need to go do it so you can be notified on when we go live all the time. Whenever podcasts go up, you can see it there. You're scrolling through Instagram. You see it. You're like, oh, man, now I can listen to the podcast while I'm scrolling through Instagram. It's the way to do things. Got a fantastic interview coming for you today. So excited to bring it to you. But first, let's play that music. Welcome back. We are here bringing our second part of this passion series for y'all today. As always, I'm your host, Nathan Carroll, joined by our producer, our co-host, the coolest on the block, the best-looking man with a beard on this podcast, Tyler Mathern. How you doing, Tyler? Thank you for that intro. I like that. Best man with a beard on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's. It, I, I don't think anyone can debate because the options are Tyler Mathern, and we've never had anyone else with a beard on the podcast. So you're number one. Uh, but one day when we get David Ortiz on the podcast, he might move up to number one. <laughs> it's in the cards. It's potentially there. And sitting across from me, which doesn't matter to you listening, but sitting across from me, our good friend, she's been on the podcast before, recurring guest, lover of people, lover of love, lover of life, Alaire Hill. How you doing, Alaire? I'm good. I like that intro. That was very nice. Hey, yeah, I'm working on the intros. We want to get better every day. And I figured one place we can start is with the intros. The intros pre-song and the intros of people. And then the rest of the podcast can just be doo-doo. Everyone's heard the best part. And we're No, I'm just joking. We have a layer on. So everything she does is going to be fantastic. Yeah, we're talking right. about passion today. Particularly, we're talking to you about your passion. Just briefly for the people, give a quick little background on what your passion is and kind of how you came to realize that this is your passion. Oh, okay. Well, when you asked me, I thought a lot about it. And I think people is probably my biggest passion because I'm really involved in social media and networking. And I have always been the girl that knows everybody. So I kind of like that title. I don't really know why, but it's just because I like to be connected. And I think that's the coolest thing about our generation and social media and how we live our lives now is that we can be connected from millions of miles apart. And I have so many friends from all over the country in other countries and each person's so unique and so different and being able to appreciate that and admire the things that each person has to offer is one of the coolest gifts that we have in life. Absolutely. And I hear a lot of people talk about how much they love people and how they have a passion for people. But I think really more so than most people, you really do embody that. That's something when people meet a lair, they say, wow, she really likes people. Like, like she loves her people. Her people are her passion. And so there was a lot of people who we could reach out to and they'd be, oh, our passion is people. When you said that, I'm like, yeah, it works. Like a really does. She just cares about the people and I feel like a lot of what you do in your actions are more so kind of vehicles to show that you care about the people in your life. Am I wrong there? No, I totally agree. I think everything I do is for other people for the most part. And a lot of the things like my jobs and who I'm with and around definitely embodies that 100%. Yeah. And so let's talk about that part of it for a second. You know, when you think of people being a passion it's something that's not very tangible right if my passion is football I can go be a football player or a football coach but you have this kind of abstract passion almost everything you do involves people how have you taken this passion for people and then taken it into a very practical and tangible thing that you can begin to apply to yourself for both your future and what you're doing currently currently well I work at Dutch Bros so I get to talk to hundreds of people every day and 
understand what's going on in their lives and make even small connections. Like there's some regulars I have at every single shop that I go to and I go to 10 all week long and I get to have these small little moments with people. They, I might not make a huge difference in their day, but they make a bigger impact in mine than I think they realize. Dang. And it's really cool because my first day at Dutch Bros, I was so terrified because they put you on window. So you literally have to talk to people for five hours and like, you have no idea what you're doing. You have no idea who you're talking to. And one woman came through and she told me that she was going to her father's funeral. And I like started crying with her and I prayed with her. And then she, I gave her a free drink and then a stamp card and she ended up posting it on Facebook and our regional manager saw, and he was like, that's one of the coolest things you could ever do. Yeah, and I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, so that... Other than, like, her dad dying. Well, yeah. Piece, and she was just, like... reacted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She was just, like, so grateful. And that was one of those first moments when I, like, realized that being selfless and doing things for other people is how you really do connect with others. That's awesome. And so, in terms of your future trying to build a career, because I don't think that you want to work at Dutch Rose till you're 60. I could no. be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I love it, but no. So, how do you how are you building that into your future and potentially building like a, a future career out of this? You talked a little bit about social media. Is yeah. that something that kind of ties into that? Yeah. So, I moved around a lot when I was younger, and Retweet. from that time, like everyone told me networking is the most important thing you can do. Meet as many people as you can, make as many connections as you can. And I took that and I ran with it. And now working for Coca-Cola too, as a campus ambassador, I know people from all over the country. Like if I wanted to go stay in New York one day, I could, if I wanted to go stay in Texas, I could. And it's so cool to see all these things that these people are doing and then being able to reflect that back on what I'm doing. And I guess right now, social media is such a prevalent thing in our generation that you can, really do whatever you want with it and be whoever you want on social media. But the type of thing that I want to do career-wise is I want to do marketing and social media, I guess, for Coca-Cola. That's like my main goal. If it happens or not, we don't know. I'm going to try and manifest my way to that. But I think that having the connections I do right now is going to help me in my future and understanding where the people are at in my life and who I need to be friends with and who I don't need to be friends with right. is where my career is going to go because of people. Yeah. So talk about, I guess, this part of it for a second, just the how you believe that you can make an impact on people, how you feel connected to people through social media and through being able to, to be a marketing ambassador for, for Coke one day in the future. Well, I don't know. I guess it comes down to like my hashtag. I work for Coke CA. I get called I work for Coke CA more than my own name half the time. Wow. And no, everyone calls me that so much. That's how I'm introduced all the time. But I think that through social media, you can influence people in so many ways because if you have engagement and if you have followers, you can kind of influence as many people as you want to and as many people as you understand that you can reach, I right. guess, if that makes sense. But I have like I like Instagram a lot because you can reach a lot of people but not have to really do a lot, but post pictures. And if you understand your demographics and, like, the type of people that are following you, you can kind of create your own personal brand, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, that's something that yeah. we're all about on this podcast. It's something that we've kind of tried to do through the podcast is creating, you know, obviously it's a brand identity with the UFR name, but at the end of the day, it's just it is just Tyler and I, it is a, a very personal brand and being able to try to market that. And I think that's part of why we've made some of the changes in the content that we have is because as our audience grew and as we started to look at who our audience is, we realized these people really like the stuff we do on relationships. These people really like the stuff that we've been doing motivation and passion wise. And you know, the sports stuff, not as much. And that was fine with us because I think we both re hit a point where we didn't like doing the sports as much, but I definitely get the idea of being able to uh, to build a personal brand. So let's talk about your passion of people. One thing that Tyler and I talked about is what separates a passion from a hobby. And one of the things that we talked about was a passion is something that you have to be willing to, to stick through even when times are tough, right? Like we the, the example we used was disc golf or frisbee golf. Like, we go play frisbee golf, I don't know, maybe once a month. Our freshman year, we were doing it once a week. But it's something that we just go and we throw the frisbee around for a couple hours. But if it's raining or if the weather's not good or if we're tired, we just don't do it. And there's no worries about it. But 
our passion, the things that we really love, even on those days that we don't want to do it or we want to do other things, it's easy for us to kind of get back up and go do it. How do you feel like that relates to what you've done with people and then being able to apply that to the different jobs that you have? Yeah. I think the reason I'm so passionate about people is you can't, like, stop talking to people. You can't stop having connections with people. I mean, you can try really hard, but I guess for me, I can't. I thrive being around other people. And you can inspire so many people and so many people can inspire you that the more people you meet and the more people you talk to, the more influence that is going to have on you. Right. And you're just going to become a better person from every person you meet. Like you're not going to have a bad person come into your life and not teach you something. And then you grow from that. Yes. That person might've not been good for you, but you learn something from it. And that's amazing. Yeah. And you can have great people come into your life and then leave and then come back. And that's also amazing. Like, think, like, like a layer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our friendship. Great. Yeah, Love it. Yeah. But I think when you grow because of other people, that's why I'm so passionate about people and networking because every person you meet is a new opportunity to become a better person yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea. And um, I know that's something that we kind of incorporated with our podcast is when we first started, it was a very selfish thing of like, oh yeah, let's just start a podcast and talk about sports. And then kind of had this idea of, well, let's do like a Monday message and hopefully motivate people. And then we've just, I feel like we've just transitioned into pretty much being full-fledged. How do we create content that makes, that brings value to people, right? Talk about how you, in your personal life, that, that you strive to kind of bring better energy, bring value to other people's lives. Because that's something that I feel like whenever we do talk with you or whenever I do hang out with you, you do such a good job of just being able to uplift uplift other, others or bring the best out of other people. Talk about how that's something that you prioritize in your life. Dang, I appreciate that so much. I love that. Um, I don't know, dude. It's just something that I've struggled with depression and anxiety before, and a lot of us have. And there's always going to be those bad days, and you never know who is having a bad day. And be nice to people is honestly like just like the biggest thing to me like inspire others to be happy and help others succeed because you never know who's having that rough day and needs your encouragement and just being a good person is so much better than being a sad person like I used to be so mean in high school like I hated high school so I was a mean person and I got to college and I became so much better because I wanted to be better for myself and an inspiration kind of for others yeah I don't know if that's like bragging or selfish or whatever. No, it's not. I think it's I think it's admirable to to make that decision. Thank you. I just want to inspire people to be happy and do things for them and live a life they want to live. So, last time when we were talking about passion, I kind of kept a list of questions of things that I heard throughout and so I, I've started writing them down here. Please One do tell. thing you talk to a lot of people, you're around a lot of people, you enjoy being around a lot of people, you care for a lot of people, okay? Do you think that makes it hard or is going to make it hard to find someone to settle down with because they're going to have a hard time maybe seeing how close you are to other people and struggle with that? Or do you think that won't be an issue at all? I think definitely it's going to be hard because... I don't really, I know a lot of people and I know a lot about everyone else, but not a lot of people know very in depth about me, I guess. I'm really selective with who I really tell things to. Right. And a lot of people know me as like the happy Allaire. She works for Coke. She works for Dutch Rose, but not a lot of people know everything about me. And I think the only people that really do are like my two roommates right now. And I've only really gotten close to one other person that way. And I dated him for a year and a half and we're still friends, but... I don't know how easy it's going to be to settle down ever. So I'm going to I'm going to tail off on that cuz I think it's interesting how you how you answered that question. Do you think it's going to be harder for the other person, the person that you're trying to settle with down, settle down with to kind of adjust to how willing you are to be with people and be passionate for people or do you think it's going to be harder for you to reach that more of like an intimate, here's everything about me level. Like which which person do you think is going to have the harder time settling down? I think it'll probably be harder for the other person because I just don't like to tell everybody everything about me. 
And it's really hard for me not to be around 100 people at a time. Like, I right. love, I have five roommates for no reason. Like, I could live by myself, but I don't want to. Yeah. And I just like to be around people and be surrounded by others all the time. So it's really hard for me to just sit down with one person. So talk about, because I am someone who's very opposite of that, right? I have a few very close people in my life, and I just, I struggle to maintain a lot of the, like, I guess you could say more surface level connections where it is just, I haven't been vulnerable with them. They don't know my backstory. Why do you think it is that you just enjoy having a lot of friends and you don't open up to them as much? I, I, I'm just so curious because I am someone who's such an opposite in that sense. Yeah. I feel like we're in therapy right now, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's because when I was younger, I was very shy and I mm. didn't like to be around other people. And I've, curly hair and people would touch my hair all the time and I hated it what? But that, and so like I just like I didn't like physical touch I didn't like people talking to me I didn't like any of that and as I started moving around a lot more when I was younger I had to make friends mm -hmm. and so I made a lot of really surface level friends and I had that networking know people do everything you can to know as many people as you can type of mentality and I think that just kind of stuck with me so I guess it's harder for me to have deeper, meaningful connections because I really want to have them, but I only want to have them with like certain people that I know I like can fully trust. So I think it's me getting past like them telling me a lot and showing me that I can trust them before I actually ever say anything. Gotcha. What were you going to say there, Tyler? So this passion, the passion of people, I feel is hard to measure. It's not like a, a measurable passion unless right. unless you can answer the question I'm about to answer. Okay. <laughs> is there is there some way that you measure your passion for people? Like is there a goal in the future? Like you know what? I'm going to be really happy if blank happens surrounding, you know, people that I'm involved in their lives or or whatever. Like is right. there is there an end goal or is it just constantly being you know, with people and lifting them up and that sort of thing. Ooh, that's so hard. I think the end goal would be to inspire as many people to be as happy as they possibly can be. And okay. I guess maybe it's more passion about making people happy and helping others, but I really just like people a lot. Yeah, and I, I could definitely empathize with that. It's so funny. We had at the, the Leadership Institute that that I was at, one of the things they asked you to do is write down your vision. Essentially, the completely unrealistic, if you could do anything, what would it be? And some people wrote stuff down such as, you know, uh, cancer is cured. Like cancer doesn't exist anymore because they were really passionate about battling cancer. Some people were, um, what one person's was childhood obesity rate drops to zero because they wanted to do a better job of implementing exercise, particularly in our schools and amongst youth. But the one I wrote down was essentially UFR becomes most influential website, podcast, et cetera, in the country. And part of the inspiration for that was I would love, if I could build the future for this podcast, for this brand, it would be we become a platform that inspires people to pursue their passions. We become a platform that inspires people to live their happiest lives possible. And that's why we started this passion series, is because we wanted to give people a platform to kind of speak on those passions. And so it's so funny hearing you sit there and say that because it's like I'm talking into a mirror. I'm talking into to what I've previously done. For us, our, the way we've decided to go about, I guess, at least for me personally, I shouldn't speak for Tyler, the way I've tried to go about doing that is creating this podcast. And I kind of have like a plan, like, okay, podcast to let's go with like a website. And then from website, we start hosting other people's podcasts, other people's blogs, allow people to start making video content. And we have just this platform that people can go to, to hopefully be inspired, hopefully be motivated, hopefully just feel generally happier. What do you feel like kind of your game plan is to achieve that through, I know you've talked about working for, for Coke in the long run. How do you think that will ultimately achieve you to inspire and make people as happy as they could be? Dude, that's so hard because I had such a plan for what I wanted to do because for 20 years of my life, I wanted to go fight human trafficking in other countries and be a lawyer for girls who didn't have one in other countries that were in um, arranged marriages that were illegal. And so that's like how I really wanted to do that for so long. But then I was sitting in class. I was sitting in our class 
that we that media and culture and politics class at the beginning of the semester and i just sat there and i was like that's not what i want to do anymore <laughs> like that's it i'm done I'm yeah out. and yeah. i called my mom and i was like i don't want to be a lawyer anymore i don't know what i want to do but i want to make people happy and i'm not sure how to do that yet and i'm still kind of in that stage of i don't really know what i want to do with it and how i want to inspire people and make other people happy besides just be myself and do that personally but i think it'd be really dope to be like I don't know. I, I really like the idea of your platform and like how you were talking about that. Cause the first time you told me about that, that was the coolest thing I'd ever heard because it was so like right. everything I wanted to do, but didn't have a vision for. Right. So I think it's so cool. If you do that, let me know. I'll help you in any way I can. Yeah. Join the uh, UFR podcast network. Yeah. The UFR <laughs> brand when it comes website dropping soon. TBD. TBA. We're not setting a date on it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing that to Tyler. We're not setting a date on it, yeah. but I, and I love that you're kind of in this phase of your passion where it's not totally fleshed out. Yeah. And I think that that's, I think it's good for people to hear that. Look, the reality is not everyone has it figured out. You yeah. know, we, we talked with our friend Madison last week on this pod and she loved music. She loved music and being able to connect people through music. And she had that so figured out. She's been locked in on it since she was a little girl. But the reality is we aren't all like that, you know. I found this passion for podcasting and, you know, hopefully motivating and inspiring in November, not even like February. I mean, if we're being really realistic, once I realized it was podcasting and I kind of found that, I guess that surface level was kind of like last November, December. I, I don't know. I just, I think it's good for people to hear that, you know, we, we all have different timelines. We all are, we all are in different places, but we're all in our right places, yeah. right? I, I saw I saw it, uh, an analogy for this today. It was talking about time zones, right? You know, in New York, it is 8 o'clock right now. In Boise, it's 6 o'clock. In Spokane, Washington, it's 5 o'clock. That doesn't make one of them right. It just means that they're in different points of time, and each one is in right exactly where they need to be. And I love that. So what do you think your next steps are in terms of being able to, you have this passion and you're kind of figuring out how to, how to tangibly and practically utilize it. What do you feel like your next steps are in finding what it is like the one thing? Oh, dude. Okay. So this is going to get really personal and I've never talked about it before out loud because I'm terrified, but I guess we're just going to attempt to manifest this into the world. But I really want to create like my own personal brand of happiness okay, or like just like an, my own social media brand or something. But I want to have like my own clothing design line. I want to have a YouTube channel. I want to inspire people through what I'm doing and show them that like you don't have to really have it all figured out because it's going to work out. You just have to work towards a goal. Right. Even if it's a goal of like cleaning your room at the end of the day, that's something better than not having anything. Yeah. And it sounds weird for me to actually say out loud that I want to like pursue social media and make that a bigger thing on my own. But it's something that's been such a big part of my life and so cool for so long to me that I love it. And I love photography and I love the idea of podcasts and YouTube and people being creative and using that to inspire others. Yeah. Just creating content. Yeah. So how do you differentiate? Because from someone on the outside, someone who's big on social media, someone who's got a you know a big YouTube channel, someone who's always happy, how you kind of see, you kind of start to think, oh, like maybe they're putting on just a facade, right? Like they're always happy on the screen and in front of my eyes, but are they really always happy personally? How do you? What is the plan for like through those mediums really connecting? Like how do you how do you take the the screen away, and then when I'm watching you as an outsider, I can be like, wow, like this is real. Like I feel like this is exactly who Alaire is. How, how not it, to come off? It inspires me. You know what is that? What is that secret sauce? I mean, you, maybe you don't have it figured out, but I think that's something that I personally would struggle with: is how can I be as authentic and real as possible? if my brand is going to be happiness and uplifting other people. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. You have to be real. You have to be authentic. You can't put on a facade to people that you're always happier, that you're a fashion blogger that goes all these places and is always traveling. Like you're going to have bad days. You're going to have things that set you back. And even with the James, James Charles scandal, he made so much money 
from having a scandal. And so it didn't really hurt him that bad, except for like his own personal feelings. But his brand grew from that. So I think the biggest thing with having your entire life blasted on social media and for the entire world to see is be authentic. And not a lot of people do that because there's so much that can go in and out of social media and be misconstrued and all that. But I really honestly think that the most important thing you can do in life is be authentic in every sense of the form. Absolutely. I I don't disagree with that. I mean, we totally subscribe to the idea that like fake it till you make it like that shit just doesn't work because eventually like you're never going to make it there's always another step you're going to have to take and you can only wear that mask for so long exactly like even if you fake it till you make it as a singer eventually what was it millie millie but do you guys know what i'm talking about millie millie it sounds like vanilla nilly nilla manila something they were exposed for For lip syncing yeah that's what I was getting at. Okay. <laughs> but there's they were literally faking it and they were artists and then all of a sudden like the their mics cut off or something or the music skipped. I don't actually remember what happened, I'm gonna be honest. But essentially they were <laughs> caught for lip syncing. Because fake it till you make it doesn't work. You have to be real, you have to be yourself. And I think that's part of the problem. I don't know all the details on the James Charles Daniel. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember his name, but essentially I, it sounded like the idea was like people were talking shit behind each other's backs and they just, they just weren't just being real. Like yeah. it was just things going on outside of the camera coming up from the surface. It was like, Oh, this doesn't line up. And like, you just avoid that. I love what, what Gary Vaynerchuk does. We'll bleep that name out. No free ads, but uh, I love what he does. Cause he literally just has a dude that co- goes around and films him 24 yeah. seven and you can go, he'll post like six hour vlogs of just his day. Dude, I'm about to start doing that. That'd be so fun. I really want to start vlogging because there's so much that goes on in my life that's just absolutely ridiculous that I think would be so fun for other people to see or at least me to see when I'm like 90 years old watching YouTube at like my old life in college. I think it'd be so fun. And I think being authentic is more than just, yes, I'm happy all the time or yes, I have bad days, but it's showing like you are a real person that other people can connect to and relate to. And I think that's more important on social media and having good connections, no matter how deep they are, that's what you need to be doing is being authentic in every way. Right. And I think for so long, I think part of it's just kind of a culture shift. I felt like in 2014, for example, it was, I got to, I got to follow all the hottest models. I got to follow all the hottest peoples. I have to have the most likes on my pictures. My ratio has to be on point. I have to have a thousand followers and only follow 50 people. And the paradigm is completely shifted. Oh, like yeah. it's not about people don't follow the models and stuff anymore. They follow the vlogger who's just real about their life. People, if someone asks you what your ratio is, this is wild. This happened to me uh, probably a month or two ago. Someone asked me what my ratio was. And I was like, oh, I'm following X amount of people and have this many followers. He's like, no, like on your pictures, like how many followers are liking and commenting on your pictures? I was like, what? He was like, yeah, like that's what ratio means now. He's like, because you have to have like real engagement. That's what people care about is how real are you, right? You might have a hundred followers, but if you have a hundred likes on every picture and you have a hundred comments, that means the people that are in your life are real. Whereas yeah. if you have 10,000 followers and you're getting 10 likes and one comment, it means that it's all fake. It's all a facade. It's just yeah. so interesting to me how that paradigm is completely shifted and people want real now. Yeah. Like it, it's, I think it's a good thing for the culture, like real sells now. I think that's why more and more people have started listening to our podcast is because there is no facade. We're not trying to be something we're not like we, we, how many podcasts Tyler have we done where we just sit down and talk about our lives or just what's going on? We did, we just did one on, uh, financial freedom and we just talked about our lives what's worked for us and what hasn't worked for us and i think that i don't know that's such a i think it's good and i think it's something that i feel like is so easy to jump into what do you feel like could be your first step to kind of jump into that and start pursuing that as something long term i need to find my own personal brand i need to figure out who i am and what i really enjoy and who i am to other people and really turn that into something that matters instead of just I'm a lair. I want to brand myself better, I think, is my main focus right now. And in one of my internships right now, I'm kind of doing that. Like, my actual internship is helping me be better at social media. And you bringing up the whole engagement thing is interesting to me because now, literally, like, 
so many vloggers and people that have been famous like have thousands and thousands and millions of followers, but their engagement rate is so low. So it doesn't matter to really anybody. And you can say like, yes, they have like thousands of likes, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, so you talked about building a personal brand for yourself. Talk for us for a second. What's the difference between building a personal brand for, for yourself and just being yourself and posting pictures of yourself? Where do those two differentiate? And is it a good thing to build a personal brand? Is it a better thing? Is it still being real and authentic? Well, but how is it different than just what I do where I post a picture once a month of me with some of my friends because we did something cool and somebody actually took a picture of it because I never take pictures. I'm proud of you. You've taken a lot more pictures recently. I'm very proud. <laughs> I don't know if I have. <laughs> um, I think the difference between a personal brand and a regular, br like a regular person, I guess, is how much effort you're putting into what you're giving to your content. So, like for my brand, like I put filters on my photos. I find funny captions. I tag people. I respond back that's all engagement and that's all kind of like tying into becoming a personal brand I guess and when you just post a photo as like a soccer mom or you just posting it with your friends that's more of like a selfless Instagram I think okay because it's not necessarily like it's just you enjoying your life and not really needing anything back from it okay and then there's having a personal brand Instagram and I don't I keep talking about Instagram because that's just what I know best yeah yeah but go for it it's more of like wanting to grow your brand, I okay. think. And I think that's the difference, at least for me. How do you how do you balance being able to grow your brand and having this personal brand, but keeping it authentic? Like, is is that two things that can they coexist? Can they be one in the same, or do you feel like they're inherently at odds if you're doing it for this personal growth? Like, can it, you know, I if you're someone who is very selfless, because you are someone who's very selfless. Can you be selfish, selfless in growing your personal brand, do you feel like? I think, yeah, because if you're growing it to help other people, it's a little bit more selfless. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And there's a girl on Instagram. Her name's Indie Blue, and she's really cool. And we'll she's, bleep that out. No free ads. Yeah, no free ads. <laughs> but she's really cool because she makes videos and really is like kind of a travel vlogger, but she makes these really cool videos, and she's what kind of inspired me to do more with social media because she shows that she's very authentic and shows that she's kind of like into herself and what girl isn't and she shows that she goes on all these trips but she pays for all of them by herself and she really like admires her own work and that's her personal brand okay and so I think when you're able to admire what you're doing and show that in a creative way it's more than just having your own Instagram it's having your personal brand Instagram so and it sounds you talked about just being at the end that you talked about like doing things your own way and it's essentially like what your passion is, right? Like for her, it's probably traveling. If I can, can I make this leap here? You have this okay, passion for other for people, but you want to be able to bring this passion for other people to other people, right? Mm -hmm. it, it seems like a circular thing. Yeah. It's something that we felt, felt at first when we were going through the same thing for you. You've talked about vlogging and doing Instagram could your vlog just be about all the time that you're spending with these other people, oh, all the 100%. other people you have in your life? 100%. I have so many videos on my phones of other people, and I always think I'm like, I should probably be in this too. But every picture I have is of other people. I'm, I am so bad at being in my own photos because I want to capture the moments that are happiest to me. And those are when I can sit back and look at all the people in my life and say, wow, I have a really good life with really good people. And that's one of the most beautiful things to me is seeing the world around you and the people around you and being genuinely happy. And you don't have to be in the moment, but you just have to be able to admire it. I like that. That's good. So this has all been very happy. I want to know if there's ever been a time where you thought, I'm done with people. I just want to be done. I want to crawl into my turtle shell and like people's just going to be less of a part of my life. Like, I, I feel like we all do that every once in a while. But I mean, have you ever consciously thought, like, I'm just done. Like, I'm done trying to do the Instagram thing. I'm, I'm done trying to grow myself. I don't want to talk to as many people. I just want to... I don't want to inspire people. Yeah, like I just want to be... Passion me. cut off. Honestly, I think I've only been like that once in my life. And it was horrible. Like, I hated every part of 
who I was right at that point. Same. And I hated everyone I was with, hated where I was at in life, hated the place I was living. And I didn't feel like I was inspiring myself to do anything. And I didn't want to do anything to help others. Yeah. And that was probably the saddest time of my life. And it sucked. I can can empathize with that for sure. Was there a specific event that put you there? Or was it just kind of that was the trajectory you were going and then you know, decided like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Like, I want to snap out of this. And I think it was like one thing after the other, just things piling on. And I just got really in my head and really didn't know where I was at in life or what I wanted to do. And it's, it's a process yeah. to get there. Yeah. You yeah. Know, as someone who's been in that spot, it's like, if you think of it in boxing terms, it's like you decide to just kind of put your glove down and take one face shot. Yeah. And you're fine. You take it, but then you take another and another and another, and it's, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. You know, when you're living like a, a positive, happy life where you are filled with passion and motivated, you pull those straw off. You say, oh, no, I don't, I don't need this extra weight in my life. But once you just like kind of start to let it on, it piled on, right? Yeah. So do you remember any one in- event in particular that kind of changed the traje- trajectory? Not even necessarily just pulled you back to 100% where you wanted to be, but it, it was just one event that said, okay, this is a good wake-up call for me, that I'm not happy with who I am. Because I know that, you know, the stuff I went through, there was definitely a, a singular event that said, I'm going to start turning things around. Yeah. Mine was when I cried on national television. What? Yeah. What? So when my senior year of high school, I moved to Boise to be a page for the Senate for six weeks. Okay. And I was dating this guy, and it was a very emotionally abusive relationship. Right. On both sides. Like, I definitely had parts in it at that point, and I was not good to him, and he wasn't good to me. But he was so rude to me and so mean and just not a good person. And we had gotten in a fight on my way to watch one of the presidential candidates give a speech. Oh, wow. Up at Gowan Field. And we were selected to go stand behind him and, like, be on national television behind his speech. And I was, like, getting these texts, like, and they were just so rude. And I literally think it was because I was just, like, not coming home that weekend because he wanted to see me. And I couldn't drive from Boise back to my hometown that fast. And, like, I had other things to do. And I was trying to live my own life and live in Boise by myself. And he, I think he broke up with me through text message while I was behind this presidential candidate. And I just remember start crying. And it was horrible because I couldn't like not cry because I was just so sad and I didn't want to be on my phone because I'm on national television. So I'm like, "Ah," like wiping my tears on national television. It was so bad. And that's when I finally was like, I am not doing this anymore. And so we ended up breaking up a couple months after that for real. And I found a lot better people in my life. I moved to Boise for good. And I found people in my life that really inspired me to do everything I could to live the best life. Yeah. And that I think that moment is literally what went, you need to fix your life. Yeah. And that's the thing is like when you go on that downward trajectory, like if you were to just map it, there is a point where you hit rock bottom so to speak yeah. and then you start to turn it that around that was my and, rock bottom and you know i i feel it i have my rock bottom that i went through i you know had the breakup that i went through and ultimately what matters is we were able to turn it around and then keep that mm-hmm. upwards trajectory yeah. and that's that's how you get here that's i think that's part of you know it seems like we have such similar stories to where we got now and such similar futures for what we want to build it's like we got here because of our past and because we didn't have those things to inspire us, to motivate us, to push us to be happy. And if we can do that for other people, then we're going to help them avoid what we went through because yeah. it's not fun. No. Not fun at all. See, this is why I'm glad we're friends again. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the future, the last question I have written down here, I asked this one last time. It's, do you think you'll ever stop your passion for people? Like, do you ever think it'll it'll fade out and... I kind of made a comment last time that, like, if we're 80, 90 years old, we're probably not going to be, like, a big social media influencer anymore. So age not being a factor, but um, a catalyst could be getting married and, like, having kids. Like, do you think there's anything that will slow you down or, you know, make you kind of fizzle out? Or are you going – are you in this for the long term? Are you going strong? 
I think I'm going strong, dude, because whenever I think about getting married, I think about going to dinner parties and doing things with other people all the time and being social. I never think about, oh, I want to sit on the couch with my husband and watch TV. (laughs) And I just never think about my life being like that. And even with if I ever have kids, I always think like my kids are going to have like the party house where all their friends can come and that's going to be my house. And I just don't ever see myself not having a lot of relationships in my life because that's what I thrive on. And that's when I'm happiest is when I can be there for other people. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, I like it's that. something that it's so easy to build into your future. Yeah. And, you know, this is something when we talked to Madison about just for context, she talked about, well, you know, someday I'll probably stop making music, but I would love to still be involved in the industry, you know, promoting for other people, being an advisor to people, consuming yeah. music. Like, and I think that's, that's when you really know it's a passion and it's something that it is something you can build on long term mm-hmm. because there is no going in and out, right? There is no, like, I think football, for example, our roommate plays football. Like, he's playing football now. If he goes to the NFL, like, it's never going to be, he doesn't want to be involved in football till he's 80. It's just not what he's passionate about. Yeah. But if it's something that even when one stage of your passion goes away, you, tr- you can pivot and figure out another way to make it work in your life, I feel like that's when you've really found it like that's when you found the good stuff yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. no I think your passion has a lot to do with what you're afraid of and like what you want to do to overcome that fear Mm. if that makes sense like I'm terrified of losing people in my life and that just comes from abandonment issues from everything else that I've gone through and I'm terrified of losing people and I think that's why I am so passionate about knowing so many people is so I have less people to lose I think or not less people to lose, but less fear of losing people because I have so many. Right, yeah. And I just love, like, people and getting to know them and really understanding what makes people tick and the music they like and just everything about people because it's just so cool that we're all just so different. Right. No, I yeah, we can empathize that. That's that's what the podcast is here for, man. I hope I never lose that either. No, and that's the thing is... It, you're, you are so passionate about it and you do genuinely love it. It's never going to go away. You know, it's it's like Madison's love for music or, you know, our love for hopefully motivating and inspiring people. Even if there comes a day where we stop podcasting, we're going to pivot. We're going to figure out something else that helps us do this because it makes us happy. We talk about this all the time. At the end of the day, Success is defined above anything else by your happiness. What makes you happy? How do you make yourself the happiest? More than the money that you make, the clout that you get, how happy are you? And this is what makes us happy. So we're going to continue to do it until we can't, and then we'll find what makes us next happiest. I feel that that 100%. It's it's all about being happy. That's what it's all about. How you doing over there, Tyler? I'm great. Good. I'm glad to hear it. You got any other questions? So if this is going to be the last question, I want to take okay. the last question. Okay, take the last question, yeah. Um, I want to start doing this. I didn't mention this before uh, today, but I think it'd be interesting at the end of each of our passion episodes to really ask what's coming up. What's coming up in the near future that surrounds your passion? Like, Do you have any big plans um, as far as people go? That is a big event or you know something big that... What, that yeah, what's doing? your next tangible goal? Plug yourself. Plug yourself in what you're about to do. I like that. That's really good. What do you got, Alaire? What's coming up? Spit it out. Okay, this is so bad, but I turned 21 in, like, a couple weeks, and so I'm really excited to meet new people and, like, go downtown and go to see new experiences and, like, just meet so many new people, and I'm really excited about that. I'm not even excited about the drinking. I'm just excited about meeting new people, and, like, I've been saying that for months now because I'm just, like, at the point where I know a lot of people, but I want to know more. And, like, it just sounds so dumb to everybody else, probably, but that's, like, what I love. So, yeah, that's That's what I'm excited about. And here's what we do. We make sure that you've got the photographer ready. We'll get you a videographer. Perfect. And so then then 21 isn't just something for you and your phone and your Instagram. Blast it out. Let's just vlog my 21, like, my whole week of me turning 21 and turn that into a vlog. Honestly, no, you should. Okay, no, that's That's, actually... That's fantastic content. Hold me to that. Yeah. This, that's what we're here for. Hey, you've listened to the pod, uh, our Monday message on, on 
accountability. Yeah. That's what it's all about. We'll hold you accountable. We'll be okay. your accountability buddies. Hold me accountable and then bring me back on the podcast and let's see how it goes. <laughs> Dude, I love it. It sounds like a plan. And we'll be there for your 21 run. Yeah, 100%. With, with homebrew beer. Which, oh, can't wait. Oh, and by then we'll have some... Oh, I'm excited for the homebrew beer we have coming. <laughs> Hopefully we'll, it turns out. We'll do a podcast on that in the near future because... Tyler's got the good stuff cooking, and we want to talk about it. Do, like, it, but a taste review. That'd be good. See, this is where we need to start doing video, because we were talking about this. We were like, what do we love doing? How can we create content about it? We love playing Catan. All right, let's just start videoing our games <laughs> of Catan and then throwing Please it up on do. YouTube. Please there do. might not be an audience for it, but even if it's 10 people who love Catan, that's 10 people who are going to view the content and hopefully make them happier or maybe they'll learn something. And that's yeah. what we're all about, you know, just trying to bring value to people's lives. But I know, Tyler, that you said you wanted the last question. You aren't actually getting the last question. Why are you going to do them like that? No, because we decided last week, every Friday, oh. we're moving into, we're moving into a segment <laughs> that it is an unnamed segment. Okay. We don't have a name for it. Send us your names for this segment. But the unnamed segment, top three, essentially you have to list top three and we give you the category of what it is, right? Okay, ask so, me something I know. <laughs> right, no, you've, you've talked about your passion for people, how much you use social media and like how that's been something that really inspires you. Um, you, you work for Coca-Cola, so you obviously you kind of have some, some love and some passion for soda. So we're going to avoid all of those things because <laughs> we want you to get outside your comfort zone on this. What are the top three types of muffins? What do you feel like are the three best muffins on this earth? One, two, three, the best muffins. Who did we start off with last time? Was it you who started last time? Was I it think me? it was me that started last time. All right. Alaire, do you want to start or do you want me to start this time? I want you to start. You want me to start? Yeah. All right. Here's my, here's my go-to top three list of muff muffins. Number one, first and foremost, those apple maple icing ones that Costco has, Ooh. so bomb, so, so good. I never get them because I always just go to Winco because it's convenient. But if I go to Costco, I'm getting those muffins. They're so, so good. Number two, got to go with the classic poppy seed muffins. Fantastic. Wait, a lot lemon of lemon poppy seed or just poppy seed? Ooh, see, oh man, you just made it tough. That An icing or no icing? Icing. I've never had icing on a poppy seed muffin. That's wild. I'll bring you one. Okay. Yeah, please do. That sounds incredible. Uh, but I would go with the regular. And my reasoning okay. for this is sometimes the, they put the perfect amount of lemon in, but sometimes they put too much lemon in, and then it just takes like a lemon muffin with weird poppy seeds in it. And we're not about that. We like the poppy seed. So poppy seed number two, anyone who knows me, if you ask my coworkers, they can attest to this. Probably about 50% of the time I walk into work with a poppy seed muffin in my hand. So, it's, so it's, it's an on-the-go breakfast. You get one of the big ones from Costco. It's 400 bucks or 400 calories. Not 400 bucks, <laughs> 400 calories. Uh, and my number three, blueberry. But here's, here's the caveat with that. It can't be real blueberry. It has to be like the fake ones. It's just like the little blueberry popper ones. Those are things okay? are... Th look, okay... Here's my, here's my beef with the real blueberry ones. One, the texture just throws everything off. It's weird. It's like eating an oatmeal raisin cookie. Like the raisin texture throws it all off. Did you just really diss on oatmeal raisin cookies right now? Yeah, I Those did. Those are my favorite cookies. Wow. That this is isn't a top three favorite cookie. <laughs> <laughs> we will address that at another time because that is blasphemy. Uh, <laughs> but the, it, the, the real texture of the blueberries totally throws off everything else that's going on in the muffin. And so, uh, uh, as well, it's not sweet enough. And a lot of times, like, I don't want, like, the actual muffin to be sweet. I just want the hint of blueberry sweetness. But the fake blueberry ones, perfect amount of sweetness. There's no extra, like, texture to it because I'm pretty sure it's just actual, like, blueberry flavor. There's no actual berry there. So it makes it delicious and fantastic. That's my top three muffins. And that is the correct order of top three muffins. That's false. I, I like to think it's spot on. I, I've tested it over a long lifespan. <laughs> 21 years of eating muffins has brought me to this conclusion. So where okay. are you at? You're, you're saying I'm false. Where are you at then, Alaire? Okay. Okay, number three is the cranberry cheesecake ones. What? I've never Have you ever tried those? those? I've never They're heard so of those. good. It's like 
cranberries and cheesecake and icing and they're like dessert but a muffin and you can like fake that it's breakfast and it's not it's Wh- fantastic okay you need to bring me one of those okay too. i'll just bring you like a basket of muffins like yeah, if i ever do. do something wrong you're just getting a basket big, of muffins. Big muffin guy over here second would have to be i do a test to lemon poppy seed muffins okay but like the lemon poppy seed muffin tops from dutch bros because okay, I lived off it. those for a while. Yeah, it's fair. I've never had that. Yeah. Never I'll, eaten one yeah, of those. Yeah, they're so good. And then number one is the peach cobbler muffin from Maverick. Because if Ooh. you heat it up for like 10 seconds in the Maverick microwave, and you, it's just like peaches and icing and like cobbler, and it's fantastic. I'm noticing a trend here on your top I just muffin. like dessert, dude. It, yeah, they're all I sweet. Just <laughs> they're like all dessert. super sweet. They're just dessert. <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. I'm sorry. Okay, I've but had yeah. exactly one of those types of muffins, and even then it's only half because I've never had the Dutch poppy seed muffin. So maybe my poppy... I, I guess my like my muffin game just isn't as dessert as yours. No, but we'll no, step into very that different, deal. But yeah. okay. I keep getting shocked by their microphone, by the way, and my lips are on fire right now. <laughs> well, maybe if you backed up. It's just the way it be sometimes. All right, All right Tyler, Tyler, what's yours? What do we got? So for me, I'll start with number three, double chocolate. Like chocolate with chocolate chips. Ooh. If you warm it up a little bit, the chocolate chips get a little yep. bit melty. Have to warm it up, though. Yeah, have to yeah, warm it up. To yeah, warm it up. It up. Uh, I enjoy that a lot. Number two, I'm sticking with the trend. Poppy seed nice. slash lemon poppy seed. I don't really have a preference between the two. Okay. Just poppy seeds right in there at number two. So it's yep. a solid, Always a solid, solid, solid number two. All right. It's it's never gonna do you wrong. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like Tom Brady. He might not he might not win you MVP every year, but he's gonna get you to the Super Bowl. Might not win it every year, but he's gonna get you there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my my muffin champion is homemade blueberry muffins. Oh. Fresh out of the oven with real blueberries, but a little bit of frosting or like the really thick kind of crystals of sugar on Ooh. top, sprinkled Ooh. on Raw top. Sugar? Yeah. Okay. That's my number one. Okay. Ooh. That's okay. valid. That's I a like valid that choice. a lot. I like that a lot, actually. I kind of want to, I want to switch out my number three. Is it too late? No, go too for late. It. Too, oh. oh, okay. Alaya said go for it. I'm switching out my number three. Now it's a top four all of a sudden. No, no. I'm switching it out. The fake blueberries are out. You don't know where they are on my list. They might be four. They might be five. They're down the list now. You don't know. He's just changing. I'm replacing it number list. three with those. Have you ever gone to the store and got those? They're like maple crumble ones. They have like, it's literally, they have like a crumble thing and you can make a crumb cake with it but they also have a muffin recipe on the back i have some at home right now and i just remembered that they exist and they're fan freaking tastic so that's what i'm replacing for my number three blueberries out because those ones i can't eat a whole lot of because they're too sweet and replace them with the the maple crumble things because those ones are bomb so sorry i clearly i didn't think about my muffin list enough i'll i'll come in more prepared next friday then that's where we'll be thank you uh anyways Alaire, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure talking to you, pleasure having you on, and so excited to see what you do in the future. I feel like so much of what we're doing overlaps. We'd love to have you back on the podcast because I feel like we just have such a such similar, we're, we're connected, right? Yeah. Wavelength is there. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure as a recurring guest that you'll be on again, no longer first time, <laughs> recurring guest. Uh, thank you everyone as well so much for listening we appreciate you all so much the channel has been going and going and it's been so much fun to see all this growth with the channel we're so excited to keep it going so excited to keep bringing you content that you guys enjoy if you want to be a part of the UFR family reach out to us ask some questions we'll bring you on the next mailbag if you have a passion that you're like hey I'm in Boise I want to come talk about it hit us up we want to talk to you guys we want to know about what you guys are doing and hopefully inspire other people to go pursue their passions because the reality is You can do it. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Man, that was some fire stuff. All right. Thank you so much for (laughs) listening. Love you all so much. Bye-bye.